there are different types of confinement, different ways to be cut off. And for some people, they don't even know that they're living in a cage. Snap Judgment's Julia DeWitt brings us this story from the Amazon. The Amazon jungle covers 1.4 billion acres of South America. In its most remote regions live some of the last people to avoid contact with modern civilization. And this guy was about to go looking for them. I'm Scott Wallace. Scott is a journalist. And back in 2002, he was invited down to Brazil by famous indigenous rights activist Sidney Pasuelo to cover an expedition into the Amazon. The expedition was going to be heading into a territory that was really previously unexplored in the southern reaches of an enormous indigenous land called the Javari Valley. And there was one tribe in particular, an uncontacted group down there known only as the Flecheros, or Arrow People. But there is a lot more than just indigenous people on the land. There's timber, valuable ranch land, and lots and lots of gold. By law, under Brazil's constitution, if there are indigenous people occupying a given territory, that territory is rightfully theirs. And so, in many instances, loggers, ranchers, gold prospectors will try to claim that this is empty space and we're going to go in there and take what we want. Prospectors and loggers would overrun their land unless Pozuelo could prove that the Arrow people were more than just a rumor. So the expedition of 34 men loaded down their boats with all the supplies they could carry and followed Pozuelo into the jungle. We had been traveling up by boat up a tributary of a tributary of the Amazon for two weeks. Over the course of his career, Pozuelo saw too many tribes decimated by disease and assimilation. He had a policy of no contact. But as they traveled further and further into the reserve, the expedition was also careful to avoid contact for their own safety. The Arrow people are called the Arrow people because they have a reputation for fierceness and for defending their lands with showers of deadly arrows. And they had good reason to be hostile to intruders. One thing I should say that in the Western Amazon in particular, that area was turned upside down at the end of the 19th century during the so-called rubber boom legions of men ventured into the deep western Amazon looking for wild rubber. And not only were they looking for the rubber, but also looking for labor to tap the rubber. And so they would press gang entire villages to work as essentially slave labor. The Arrow people are probably the descendants of the people who escaped enslavement and massacre and fled into the depths of the Amazon. In fact, it is widely believed that they are still actively on the run from contact. They had no way of knowing what the expedition wanted from them. And if the Arrow people decided to attack instead of run, Pozuelo and his men were defenseless. The philosophy that governs Brazil's Indian Protection Service is a motto that goes, die if you must, but never kill. And so in keeping with that philosophy, the standing orders in our expedition were to fire warning shots only never directly at arrow people if they were to attack us. Makes for a a very strange and dangerous dance. Their primary means of defense was avoidance. So they tread lightly as they crossed into the territory of the arrow people. The boats had been left behind three weeks earlier and we had been bushwhacking through dense 
virgin jungle in many places very very dense the lead scouts were hacking open the trail and the column all 34 of us were following single file behind they were totally out of contact with human civilization for weeks then in one of the most remote places on the planet we stumbled upon a well-worn footpath receding back into the forest Pozuelo consulted his compass and said hmm let's follow this trail for a little bit We were clipping along double time on this trail. It felt like, you know, a super highway compared to the stuff we'd been slogging through. But then within about 15 minutes, we came to a sapling, a a small tree that had been broken off and was dangling by a shred of bark across the trail. Pasuelo drew up short and said, whoa, this is universal language in the jungle. It means stay out, don't go any farther. The Arrow people knew they were coming, so Pozuelo ordered the crew off the trail. Back into boot-sucking mud and the low-hanging branches swarming with fire ants. And about a half hour later, we came to a spot along the banks of a clear Blackwater Creek. And he said, let's stop here and wait for the others to catch up. Everyone had arrived except these two porters, Wilson and Alfredo. They were missing. Pozuelo ordered a search party. We said, you, 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 go find those idiots now. Half hour went by and they didn't come back. The search party did not come back. We're only a couple of degrees off the equator. It's high noon, but in this dark, gloomy jungle, triple canopy forest, so little sunlight filters down to the forest floor that now in my sweat-drenched fatigues, I actually started to shiver. We waited and waited and waited, and we had been there about an hour. And the search party was still unaccounted for. The guys that I was with, we all began to look at each other with obvious trepidation that something radically wrong had happened. In the jungle, screams carry only a very short distance. They're smothered by the luxuriant vegetation. If something had happened, It's unlikely we could have heard any shouts from anyone. Finally, Pozuelo decided he couldn't just wait around for his missing men. Pozuelo grabbed Soldado, who's his most trusted scout. He said, everyone else stay here. We'll be back. A short time later, he didn't come back, but the scouts in the original search party did. They had with them a broken arrow with a very large and sharp fire-hardened bamboo arrow point that had been slathered in curare, which is the poison that many Amazonian tribes put on their arrow tips and darts to asphyxiate prey and kill them. The scouts reported that they also found Wilson and Alfredo's footprints. The footprints led into a village of about a dozen very high thatched homes There was smoldering cooking fires, piles of several different species of monkey, tapir, wild boar. There were ceremonial masks made of body-length strips of invira bark. And there were a couple of very large clay vats of curare, their poison. But the village was totally abandoned. The Arrow people had evidently scattered moments before. The Arrow people had packed up their hammocks and their weapons, and disappeared. The footprints of Wilson and Alfredo led straight into this village, and then out 
the other side when the footprints just disappeared off the trail. And even our indigenous scouts who are expert trackers were bewildered by this. They said, we don't understand, the tracks are there and then they're gone. It looks to us like they just got yanked off their feet and pulled into the brush and killed or kidnapped. Then Pozuelo returned to the group. The forest is almost two-dimensional. You can't see more than 20 or 30 feet in any direction. Pozuelo looks around and sees that this is a very dangerous place for us to be and says, let's get out of here. We can't stay here. So they put on their packs and they plunge back into the knotted jungle. They stop in a clearing. Soldado fires warning shots. And they wait. Becomes kind of a mind game and a mirror game. We're afraid that they're afraid that we're going to attack them, hence they're going to attack us first. Then into the clearing walk Wilson and Alfredo. They had heard the shots. Turns out that even though Pozuelo had a strict policy of no contact, Wilson and Alfredo's curiosity got the better of them. Wilson and Alfredo had evidently defied that gate that the arrow people had left, warning us not to go any further, and had chosen to continue on down that path. But when they followed the path into the village, they immediately regretted their decision. They heard the arrow people yelling from the forest and realized they were outnumbered and maybe even surrounded. So they abruptly got off the trail and also took off running from the arrow people. But apparently the arrow people ran too. They retreated even farther into the jungle, like they have for generations. Pozuelo now had the evidence he needed to preserve the Javari Valley Indigenous Reserve. The expedition could go home. It was still many weeks before we were able to get out of the jungle and we had to stop and build canoes by hand from scratch with only hand tools. Eventually we were all able to get out of there alive. But before Scott left, Pozuelo wanted to take one last trip back to the village. Once we did get back, Pozuelo wanted to take a journey in a bush plane and retrace the expedition route. So in the course of like an hour or so, we went back over the same route that we had covered on the ground in the course of three months. From that airplane, the incredible thing was that we looked down on the same village of the Arrow people and we could actually see them looking up at us. And I asked Pozuelo, isn't this strange to see these people and know that they'll never know you? And he said, you know, I prefer it this way, that they will never know who I am we will never meet, but that I know that they are down there and they are thriving, and that is exactly the reason I do what I do. Thanks so much to Scott Wallace for that story. And this is just a piece from Scott's book, The Unconquered. In search of the Amazon's last uncontacted tribes, it just came out in paperback, We'll have a link on our website, snapjudgment.org. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.